Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week, I'll be sharing stories, perspectives, and expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. Hello everyone and you'll have to forgive me if I'm really rusty today. I've already recorded this intro once and I just couldn't get my words out. We um, brought our puppy home this week so we're both absolutely shattered and just living in a bubble of puppy cuddles, house training and playing um, and not getting a lot of sleep and if you know me you know my sleep is so important to me. So forgive me if I'm like stumbling over my words here, but how are you doing? Um, thanks for tuning into the podcast. This week's guest is Sam Willoughby. Sam is founder and marketing director of Live Well Events. Live Well Events aim to be the most inclusive and inspiring fitness and wellbeing event in the UK, which is fantastic because as you may or may not know, there's not really anything like this that caters to all abilities, represents people of all shapes and sizes, all backgrounds, and fitness and wellbeing in general is quite, um, it can be quite intimidating and alienating if you don't look a certain way or fit the prototype of what's kind of portrayed by the media and fitness and well-being is so important for everyone and so Live Well aims to offer and cater something to everyone so everyone can head to the events and enjoy themselves, maybe try something new, um, get any you know inspiration, information they need to support them, to inspire them and their fitness and well-being journey and they kicked off in London, they're based in London, so you may or may not already have heard of Live Well London, but they are also branching out and coming up north to Manchester in 2020, which is so exciting for me, as you'll know, I'm a proud Mancunian, so Live Well Manchester is happening in October, so I wanted to chat to Sam today about the events, about her personal business journey as well because she works in corporate and then she left her corporate events career to found her own company which is really and a really great story and we talk a lot about um the transition there the mindset that sam has had to adopt in terms of you know leaving a comfort zone we also have a really good conversation about the fallacy of work-life balance. Sam is a busy working mum and we talk about how she fits fitness into her busy schedule but not only that how how she prioritises it and how she um, how she views work-life balance and working alongside spending quality time with her family so that's a really 
really valuable conversation and because of everything going on at the moment Sam reached out to me recently and would like to offer you girls listening a special offer if you want to head to livewellmanchester.com you can get a special offer of two tickets for Live Well Manchester for just £40. So £20 each for yourself and your friend or your partner or your mum, whoever you want to bring. So in order to get two tickets for £40 for Live Well Manchester, you can use the code PUTYOURSELFFIRST. That's all one word, all caps, put yourself first. I'll put it on my social media as well just to prompt you if you forget and you're in the car or at the gym when you're listening and you can use that code and get that discount until the 10th of April so if you're listening to the podcast the week it goes live and you want something to look forward to when everyone is not on lockdown you know this is the event in October so it's just something really nice and it's a treat to yourself to put yourself first and invest in your well-being. I know it's going to be a lovely day. I'm definitely going to be there. And let's dive into the episode. We hope you enjoy listening. And don't forget to reach out on social media and let us know if you're going to come. I'm Sam Willoughby and I am the founder and um, MD of Live Well um, events which run Live Well London and now uh, Live Well Manchester which is a health, well-being and fitness festival. Um, I started the business two years ago, it's my company um, and yeah that's me. Exciting stuff and yeah <laughs> and anything that's happening up in Manchester I'm always willing to get behind because we need more cool stuff like this. <laughs> Brilliant, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> so Tell us more about the Live Well events then. Tell us more about the story behind how mm. you created them, why you created mm. them, what made you set out to create this because you, on your website, it says you're the most inclusive and inspiring wellbeing event, which I think mm. is amazing. Yeah. So what when um, I launched the company two years ago, I had to um, kind of come up with an idea of what sort of events that we were going to do. And... Um, Obviously, we have to look in a market that's growing um, and that's going to be commercially viable for us. But um, when you're setting out and doing your own business, it's got to be something that you're really passionate about and interested in as well. Um, And well-being kind of came up in in terms of a big growing market, but also it's something I'm very interested in myself, given kind of the fact that I'm a mum. Um, I work full time. I always find it really hard to get a work-life balance. Um, and I started looking into all the kind of well-being and health events that were out there. And there's some great, great ones out there, but they all very much looked at one area of well-being and health. So either it was fitness or food or um, meditation or something like that, or it looked at a certain type of person. So 18 to 25, female, size eight. Um, And it made me kind of really think that actually well-being is very, very different depending on who you are, um, how old you are, what stage you're at in your life, what's going on in your life. So there didn't really seem to be anything out there that was looking at the whole 360 of well-being um, and that 
included everybody so you could be you know I'm 45 actually no I'm 46 I'm, I'm making myself sound younger I'm 46 um as I said I'm a mum I you know I have a lot of things going on in my life so there's certain things I would look for um that would be very different to a young professional who may be struggling to sleep and is time poor even going up to somebody who's 60 65 they might be thinking you know I'm getting older I'm probably going to live longer than people did years ago I want to stay healthier um so that's kind of where the idea came up how could we create an event that was that was something that that was there for everybody and included everybody but there was also um kind of a safe space because again in the well-being industry there are so many companies and brands and people claiming that their products or that certain things make you um cure cancer or or do whatever when actually they don't um so could we provide something where we get had inspirational speakers and experts who really did know what we we're talking about and you felt comfortable listening to because you knew that what they were saying was based up based and, and backed up by fact and evidence. Um, so in a kind of loose sense, that's where it really kind of started from. Um, and when we talked to people in the industry about it, there wasn't anybody who didn't say that A, it was a good idea and B, it was really, really needed. Um, so we went ahead and that's where Live Well Events and first of all Live Well London was, was formed. Fantastic and yeah I, I completely resonate with the power of an in-person event you know there's so much online there's so much information on social media mm. but when you go to something like that it is inspiring it does kind of give you that buzz and it does give you the motivation and the inspiration to then go and put that information into practice in your own life and I feel like it's only just clicked for me that yeah the current events out there are only catering to a really specific niche or a really specific type of person mm -hmm. and I would imagine you know in this day and age when we're trying to encourage everyone to be fit and to you know that everyone can access health and fitness um, that must feel really alienating if you're like, well, I don't want to do, you know, gr drink green juice and do meditation and do yoga at 6am. I'm just a quote unquote normal person. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And I think some of the events that I had been to in the past, um, you'd look at a room and people were doing um, a new latest exercise and they would all look the same. And if you were somebody who didn't do exercise all the time, but were thinking, you know, I really need to get into it, and I'd like to try that, you wouldn't go in there because you just feel like, I, I, I don't look like everybody else. I can't, you know, I'm going to be stupid if I can't do all the steps. And yes, we do get a lot of people who are fitness fanatics and want to find out what the latest thing is and, you know, look a certain way. And that's absolutely fine. You know, we've got things going on for, for that portion of the market. But for those who are more beginner and want to try things out, we want to make sure that there's things for them too. Um, so that was really important to us. And even though we did that in a certain to a certain level in, in the launch event, we need to do that even more. So certainly for London and, and when we come to Manchester, we're going to make sure that there's enough for all levels, no matter who you are. Um, and it's not, and very importantly, it's not just about fitness and the physical well-being. It's so important about the emotional well-being and making sure we are covering that and, and providing lots of support and ideas and, and things that people can try to make sure that their mental well-being is looked after. Because, you know, without that, you know, it doesn't matter about the, the, the fitness side. You've, you've got to be okay in your head. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is so true. It's so important. Mm. You touched you touched briefly in your introduction about you and your um, you know, how fitness plays a part in your personal life. Mm. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it, I mean it's it's been up and down. Um, as I said, I've got two children, um, eleven and eight now. Um, and I've ever since I've had them, um, I've worked and most part full time. Um and you know, when I didn't have children, I joined the gym. I'd go to the gym three days a week because you 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 don't you don't have to look after anyone but yourself. But once it came to having children and then working full time, I found it quite hard to keep an exercise routine going because by the time I got home, sorted the kids out, looked after them, um, got dinner on the go, it'd be eight nine o'clock, and the last thing I want to do is then go and go out to the gym or do something. So it's been, uh, to be honest, my fitness um, journey's been up and down throughout my sort of career. But what's it, I've kind of got to the point in my life now where I've really realised how much not doing um, physical exercise and not doing enough of it can affect my head and my mental well-being. And so very, re- well, not very recently, but certainly over the last two years, and particularly since I've started doing the Live Well events, because I'm surrounded by all of these people and experts and brands and, and resources, it's made me understand even more how important it is to get more activity into my life. Um, and myself and the team, I don't know if you saw, but we took part in um, something called Red January um, in, for the month of January. Um, I don't know, do you know what that is? No, but I did see it on your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So um, Red, Red January UK is run by an amazing, um, really inspirational lady called Hannah Beecham. And her mum suffered, and I think still does, suffer from quite bad depression. And she wanted to do something to help her mum and saw how um, good it was to, you know, to be more active and how much that helped you um, mentally. So she developed this um, business called Red January, which is all about getting people active. They start it off in January and they they do a whole big um, promotional thing about it. But it's not just about January. It's all about the rest of the year. So myself and the team committed to um, run every day in January or do some sort of exercise. So I also have a personal trainer and one of my team does um, Pilates and one of them does something else. Um, So every day in January we did this and we go out as a team at lunchtime. We'd go for a run and only be half an hour, 5k, come back, have our dinner and carry on. And um, we all said how different and how much better it made us all feel and we are all still as I said to you now when we turn the video on so please don't look at me because I'm just going to go out for a run after this we're all keeping this going um, and as much as we can when I haven't got meetings we come in in our gym kit and we go for a run at lunchtime and just for half an hour it blows the cobwebs away it just gets the endorphins going um, and so I'm really committing to doing that more and, and running is my kind of go-to I do, as I said, other things. I go um, as a personal trainer once a week. But it's, um, it, it makes a massive difference to me and how I perform and how I feel. Um, and it just, yeah, it just goes to show and proves what everybody says about the importance of physical activity for yourself in your own just general fitness, but also for your own mind as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all circular, isn't it? It all mm. feeds into one another, like, yeah. I completely resonate with that and I think as a society we are trying you know there are so many amazing people in the industry now working to reframe our outlook on physical activity like going for a run to Mm. something that is a celebration and is something positive and isn't a punishment or isn't about how many calories you've burned or 
you know what you're gonna what size dress you're gonna fit into at the weekend and I think that conversation becomes so much more important as you shared you know Mm. if someone is struggling with if someone is struggling with depression or if someone like yourself you know is so busy and is looking after other people in their lives it becomes even though you have less time ironically it becomes even more important to make the time and I think that's where running is so easy in a way once you've you know okay the first week when you go out it's not so easy because you might not have done it for a while but because you don't have to go anywhere you just step out of your door and go and it's that half an hour where I have where I can just I don't really think about anything apart from I've got to get up that hill I've got to get around the corner I've got to go wherever or listen to music or whatever but it really the fresh air so doing it in the gym is not not for me but going out in the fresh air even if it's a bit cold as long as you're wrapped up and then having that time where it's just a half an hour by myself where I feel good because I know I've done something that's good for me I've had a bit of headspace and it's cost me nothing um it's just ideal we're talking a lot you know we're having a lot of conversations about inclusivity about diversity Mm. about Mm. this kind of really encouraging approach that wellness and you know mental health physical health is accessible to everyone Mm. um how how are you guys really facilitating that in within the events this year if you have any examples that'd be amazing um I know you've spoken already about you know even things like having all abilities classes and all that kind of stuff so Mm. yeah let's chat about that a bit more yeah so like so we will have things for beginners we've got things specifically for men and women um we've also I think with the um the talks that we've got going um are things about we've got things about body confidence and um uh, self-confidence and um things about you know that can help you sleep that can help with stress so depending on who you are and what it is that you is your pain point in terms of your own well-being and health they i pretty much guarantee there will be something there for absolutely everybody um and i think also because of the types of people we very much um, have partnered with and brought on board Um, and I think if you look at our ambassadors that we have it's not your average um, everybody looks perfect and looks all the same they're all very very different and unique in their own way in terms of what they bring Um, so for example one of the um, amazing people that we've got on as our ambassadors is a lady called Sylvia Mack and she um, runs this um, she's known as love disfigure and she basically she was a child burns victim I think at the age of three I hope I've got this wrong but she fell into a bath of boiling water that her mum had filled because the water the hot water wasn't working and she got terribly um, scarred Um, and she's doing such an amazing campaign about you know shouldn't be about you shouldn't worry about what you look like and all of this kind of thing because you're still the same person underneath and she's you know, she's quite an amazing inspiring woman and she's one of our ambassadors and she's going to be talking um with a group of other people at the, sh- at the show and that really helps people who might have something that they feel not so confident about be inspired and and realize that you know no matter who you are and what you look like and what's going on in your life there are there are ways that you can be happy and can help yourself so i think by the range of things that we're having whether it's fitness dedicated to certain levels of people or talks about certain issues or the types of people that we've got taking part it really covers the whole spectrum and and really includes includes everybody really I love this saying I'm sure you've heard it as well we can't be what we can't see and I think there are people out there struggling with scars or disfigurement or disabilities or 
you know, a whole number of things who've definitely felt in the past alienated from wellness, from fitness, because they feel like they have to look perfect or they can't have, you know, scars on show. They have to be this perfectly svelte, like smooth fitness mm-hmm. model. That's never been true, but it's amazing having events like this because when someone is sharing their story in that way, which is why I love like talks, events, podcasts. I think when you hear someone else's story, it also gives you permission to to live yours and to be, you mm. know, to be confident about your story. I remember actually um, at the festival last year, there was a, a session. I can't remember for the life of me what it was about, but I remember the, um, the speakers asking the audience about a question and this person put their hand up and they said something along the lines of that they had realised sitting there that they had, um, hadn't thought about themselves and how they felt and what they wanted for the last seven years since they'd had children. And sitting there listening to the panel had suddenly turned this, gave them this light bulb moment and made them think about themselves and what they wanted to do. And it's things like that when you hear about it. You know, yes, I'm running a business and I need to make a commercial living out of it. But um, to be able to see and hear actually the, the, the business that you're running is genuinely helping people is is amazing and, and you know part of the reasons that i i'm doing what i'm doing because a couple of years ago i was working for a big corporate company and i was wondering what the hell i was doing you know 50 hours a week no work-life balance and and what was i you know what was i gaining from it but at least by doing this kind of um event and it, it, it really does make a difference to a lot of people so that makes all those those hours and the hard work really really worth it um so yeah and and I think the more we can do that and, and shed light on things for people and inspire them and and help them be fitter and healthier you know it's a, it's a win-win yeah and as as a modern business as well that you know when when we focus on the value and the difference and the ethos that's when the growth happens anyway when you focus less on the numbers and less on the you know like you say of course every business needs to make money but what I found ironically is when I almost take the focus away from that sometimes and just focus on the outcome for the client or the customer or in your case you know that you know that person who shared what they got from your event it's though it's that kind of magic that that then goes on to grow the business anyway and make you more money because that person like their life would have been changed from that experience Mm. no absolutely okay so let's talk business this is something I'm hugely nerdy geeky passionate about you've Mm. worked in events in a corporate setting before and now you've founded live well Mm. um what was that transition like you know Tell us about the good, the bad, the ugly, how you got to where you are now from working in a job that wasn't as fulfilling to you. Yeah, so I yeah, I worked for about 20 years in a couple of the two biggest um, events companies um, globally. And whilst I learned a huge amount and um, met some great people, it was getting to the point that 50 hours a week with my children, almost getting to burnout, wondering, thinking, yeah, how long can I keep this going? Um, and I've been thinking about that for quite a few years. And it was only when I um, got approached by a friend who was training to become a, a personal coach, funnily enough. Um, and she needed um, a couple of people that she could train on. And um, so I had um, about a year 
year of sessions with her about what it was I wanted to do with my life and about me. Um, and really, she gave me the courage to give up my job. And I didn't have anything to go to, but I've, I've you know, luckily done very well at my last event. Um, so financially, I was okay for about six months or a year. And I was going to take some time off to really give myself some headspace and work out what I wanted to do. Um, but, you know, had I not met her, I could possibly very well still be where I was. Um, I mean, she really helped just give clarity, you know, what was the worst thing that could happen if I didn't get a job? You know, that was my worry, you know, my mortgage and things like that. And she said, well, you just go into another events company and you'll walk in and you'll get a job. You might not want it, but you won't be financially in trouble. And, it, you know, the clarity that somebody who could look on it um, without emotion gave me really, really helped to give me that um, push. Um, and then when I left, Four weeks into me leaving, I was sitting in my kitchen and I had a phone call from um, one of my old clients who um, I'd had lunch with before I finished. And he said to me that he'd been thinking about our conversation and, one, and wanted to um, invest in me to set up my own events company. So at that point, I was a little bit like, oh my God, what do I do? Um, I'd kind of thought about doing my own events business, but was scared. Um, and, um, yeah, and I and also want, I had wanted a bit of a break. So I obviously went away and thought about it and realized that it was way too good an opportunity to not give it a go. Um, so I did. Um, and I mean, I think, so it's a mixture of luck that this, um, great person, um, gave me the opportunity, um, financially to be able to um, invest in me and have the money to be able to set up the business but also had faith in me to be able to do it as well and to have somebody who believes that whatever you do you can turn your hand to and be successful at is is very lucky um but um you know obviously having somebody like that behind you makes such a difference um and that's kind of yeah that's kind of where it all came from really i kind of sit back now thinking jesus how did that happen um <laughs> but it did um and i think I'm very, very, when I get an idea in my head and that's something that I really believe in, I'm, I'm very passionate about making it work. Um, and I'm lucky enough that I managed to build a really nice team around me who are very similar in their passion for the wellbeing industry and, and their jobs. Um, and they've helped me to develop Live Well London and now Live Well Manchester. It's really hard. I always feel like it's so, it's really hard to believe that those things happen purely by coincidence are those moments in life where like you say you look back and think how the hell did I get here how did that even happen I feel like sometimes when you put that stake in the ground and you almost like make that decision for yourself in your head then like that will fall into place or like yeah. you know jump and the net will appear all those cheesy quotes I feel like we can all look back on moments where we've done something like that and then something has come through well that's it I think and, and I remember the, the one phrase this coach said to me and actually I've thought about it so many times since is she said to me what is the worst can happen if you do do this and when somebody asks you that quite simple question and you say what the worst thing that can happen is it's actually it isn't a bad thing that can happen and you can easily go back and do what you did before. And, you know, there's not, there's never a, I can't go back and do that because you can. But the worst thing is if you don't do that and try it, then you'll never, ever have known. 
And I think that's what eventually pushed me to go, right, I'm just going to do this. Um, and yeah, and here I am. Amazing. I love that worst case scenario exercise. It helped my business coach when I was starting to do it with me as well. I do it to my clients as well because mm. it really does it really does put things in perspective. So I remember when I was starting my business, my worst case scenario was, you know, I never get any clients, I run out of money and I have to move back in with my mum and dad. And then mm. I remember thinking like how grateful and privileged i am to even to have that as my worst case scenario like i'll I'll always have that support and Mm. even if i'd never got any clients which you know touch wood a lot of hard work i did but even just putting things into perspective and realizing how much support is available to you and you know what the worst case scenario really looks like because chances Mm. are it's it's probably not even as bad as you think like in your case okay you get another job but then you had a job before so at least you tried yeah Yeah, exactly so tell us a little bit more about your kind of day-to-day I'm always interested in um, behind the scenes insights on (laughs) what you're working on obviously at the moment we're recording this fairly early the podcast is going out um like a month or so after this but mm-hmm. for everyone listening at the time we're recording this um live well london is coming up uh, did you say next week a couple of weeks yeah uh, yeah next friday yeah so of course at the moment it's a particularly kind of hectic busy time for you but what yes. would you say kind of you know a day-to-day average day in the life looks like for you in the office what are you working on how do mm-hmm. you fit you know fitness in what's your kind of daily routines and all that kind of stuff okay so i've got a team of um trying to think how many it is now one two three four a team of four um so we come into the office in the morning and if it's a monday obviously have a bit of a catch up about kind of our priorities for the week um and i think as a small business um we're all whilst we all have our own defined roles we very much muck in and do what's needed to be done as well. So whilst I'm the founder and the MD of the festivals, I also do a lot of the sales. I have a sales manager, but that's one person. And with two events, she can't do it all by herself. So my average day includes prospecting, um, talking to the clients that are already interested in the festival and trying to get them on board. It will also be talking to and finding partners. um, And those can be partners who you're talking to about content or might have data that will help you promote about the show or um oh yeah they 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 could just be valuable to to being involved in the event in in all sorts of ways so i'll be looking at different partners and people like that that i can get involved with um just have a look at my to-do schedule today to give me a reminder um i might be looking thinking about um different features that we might decide to have at the festival so every year we have certain things that we have there but do we do the same thing again is there something that's coming into the market that might be interesting to bring in so for example sustainability is quite a big thing um you know i've been thinking do we bring in a sustainability stage and theater into the festivals um going forward um what else do i do um I've quite often so the team will be talking about um, content that we're doing and whether it's Instagram or social or writing a newsletter so quite often I'll get involved in that and they'll ask me my opinion and some of my um, comments on that 
Um, gosh, oh, um, at the moment, as you said, we're coming into the festival, so there's lots of things like how, how the festival is going to look, so what we're going to put on the theatre walls, to what, what's our Instagram wall going to look like, so it's just, it's such a massive variety, you know, every day is different with, you know, I count up the emails that I send sometimes and I can send up to 80, 90 emails a day, um, wow. it's crazy. Um, and sometimes more, um, and that's people incoming, inquiring about the event. That's outgoing stuff. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's it's incredibly varied because I think we're, you know, we've got studios that we who come on and they become a studio residence. So, for example, for London, uh, for Manchester at the moment, I'm talking to some studios in Manchester about becoming studio residents, and they'll that means they'll have a, um, a studio at the show for the duration of the festival and, and run exercise classes. So. For all the shows so far, I'm the one who's gone out and got all of those um, studios involved. So, yeah, it's just um, incredibly very... I am never bored. Never. Probably just because I don't have enough hours in the day. I could sit here seven days a week, ten hours a day, and still have stuff to do. Um, but that's the way I like it, because my days just go really, really quickly, which is why it's important at lunchtime, if I can, to go out for a quick half an hour run and just have a bit of time. Otherwise, I would go a bit mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was going to be my next question because you're the man, you're the founder, the managing director. Yeah. Obviously, you have your team, and they're working on you know more of the specifics and the minute mm. details. Mm. But you're you have to be very reactive and very kind of focused on the bigger picture a lot. How mm. do you then? How do you switch off, and how do you manage that? as well you know obviously you go for your runs at lunchtime which is great yeah. how are you switching off in the evening after work I mean it's quite I don't know as a founder and then when it's your own business do you ever switch off in reality um no you know I'm permanently looking on my Instagram looking at the ticket bookings coming in thinking about things to do I mean I think having children helps you switch off in a way because when I come home in the evenings I don't really have time to think about anything other than what's going on with my kids, what they need for dinner, getting ready for bed, what they've got to have at school the next day, how many different outfits and things they need packed. Um, so you kind of have a, a certain amount of time where you just go into mum mode and concentrate on that. And then by the time it gets to dinner time and sitting down on the sofa um, at about nine o'clock, I might watch a bit of telly um, if, I, if I get the time. Um, and then I'm in bed. So I think... Yeah, and then again at the weekend, it's very much focused around the kids. So I think, you know, it's hard when you have kids because it's it just makes your life even busier. But actually having them helps me switch off because I don't have the choice. Um, and then, as I say, my running, I do my running in, in the week. Um, and I try and go out on a Saturday morning before I'm then going off to various sporting events and goodness knows what with the kids. Um, I try and go and get my run in first, whatever time in the morning that is, to set me up for the day and then, and then carry on, really amazing and I get I think when you have kids <laughs> I don't have kids but I am an animal person and I feel like even when you cuddle a pet it's almost like you can't help but be present yeah because when you're like dealing with you know we have a we have a wonderful baby niece as well and when we're with her it's just like you can't help but be present because they're just so they're so in the moment they're just like yeah. oh my god what's this can I hold this what does this feel like what are you doing what are you, <laughs> you know it's just amazing being around them 
And I think, you know, um, this work life, this mysterious work life balance that everybody talks about. And when, when you're a mum, I think, I think you just got to, does anyone who's a mum and work ever really get a work life balance? And actually who's a mum and doesn't work, do they ever get a proper balance because they maybe wish they were working and going out and doing things. Um, and I think you just got to not beat yourself up about it because it's very hard for anyone to get a to sit there and go, oh yes, I have complete balance in every area of my life. And if somebody says that, I'm not sure I actually believe it. Um, because at some stage you, you can't, because there's just things that happen that just tip that balance really. Um, but you kind of think, look, as long as you feel ultimately happy and you know your kids are ultimately happy and looked after, then then I think you just gotta crack on and not, and not beat yourself up so much about it because they're fine and you're fine. Yeah. Thank you for that advice for everyone listening because I know a lot of mums are listening and mm. I get a lot of messages and stuff about mum guilt because mm. I talk about putting yourself first and making time for your goals and you know making time for you whether that be fitness or work stuff and yeah there is a lot of guilt involved and a lot of pressure to be like ch- forever chasing that elusive work-life balance when I agree I don't think it truly exists I just think you you know if you keep chasing it then you're just going to be wasting a lot of time chasing something that potentially isn't there and you've just got to keep altering things and you just be guided by your kids if they're well fed you know they're happy they're doing well at school then then you're okay obviously if if you find out there's things going on and they're not then that's the time maybe to reassess it but that's what I'm guided by I'm guided by my kids and, and how the teachers tell me they are how they tell me they are um and as long as they're okay um then then I'm okay really (laughs) yeah that's great so before we head into the quick round questions Mm. I want to talk about live well Manchester Um, as a proud monk union as I said at the beginning Mm. I am always so excited to hear about anything that you know especially that that originates in London coming up north um Mm. So tell us more about that decision, why Manchester, and yeah. then I would love you to give us an insight into what the event is going to entail, and mm. any like sneak peeks you can share, and of course, when it is, and all the details for people to go and grab tickets. Obviously, as well as looking at kind of what market we were going to go into, and as we did London, um, and the response we, we got from London, we also had a number of people saying to us, oh, are you going to be doing this up north? And actually, we started to look um, at what there was um, in the kind of north of England. Um, and other than Scotland, where there are a few few kind of events, there wasn't really anything around, and especially in the Manchester area. And the reason we started looking at Manchester was um, there seemed to be a lot of the kind of um, health and well-being brands like Lululemon, um, Barry's, Bootcamp, F45 and Block all going there outside of London. So it was kind of a bit of a no-brainer really um, to why why do we not take it to Manchester? Because there's a big um, audience there who are consumers interested in health and wellbeing and they there isn't really anything um, that covers the 360 of wellbeing there already. So it was kind of as simple as that. The model of London is we are literally picking that up and putting that in Manchester. So people will be able to expect 
the inspirational talks, and that will be from a range of people. So, for example, in London at the moment, we've got people like um, Johnny Wilkinson, the ex-England uh, rugby player, talking about his battle um, with anxiety and mental health. We've got Dame Kelly Holmes doing a, a fitness session. Um, we've got Liz Earle talking about uh, menopause and things like that. So we we bring in that calibre of uh, audience up to London, uh, up to Manchester, sorry, and really covering the whole spectrum of well-being from sleep, stress, um, menopause, um, anxiety, uh, body confidence, self, self-care, all of those kind of things up, up to Manchester. We'll also be having um, what we call our retreat, which is somewhere where you can experience things like um, sound gong baths, meditation, um, those, those kind of um, things that help you mentally and are less fitness orientated. We'll have a yoga and um, Pilates studio. We'll have a main stage, which will have a, a real range of um, celebrity trainers, which will do one-off training sessions. Um, and we will have two studios that will have studio residences from Manchester. So they'll come and take over a studio um, for the full um, duration of the festival. Um, we'll also have a live kitchen and nutrition theatre. So you'll see people, um, famous people doing cooking um, live or talking about nutrition and gut health and all of those kind of things. Um, and then there'll be the shopping village. So there'll be lots of lovely brands where you can come and shop, say from um, mood therapy candles to lovely healthy food to gut health products to athleisure wear. So everything that really covers the whole, um, the whole wellbeing spectrum really. Um, and I think the thing that we do best and something that, that I've always done and I've brought into um, Live Well events is that we make it really, really experiential. So you come there for a day and you have a really, really fun day out. So bring your friends, bring your mum, bring your boyfriend, um, and um, you'll just have such a fun day out in a really lovely environment. You'll be able to get lovely food to eat. You'll be able to try lots of different things that you maybe have never tried before. And that's what it's really all about. Come, do the things you like, like different fitness things. Try something you might never have tried, like a salmon bar. I only tried one of those last year and it was amazing. I fell fast asleep, it was lovely. Um, and um, get some inspiration from some of the amazing speakers that we'll have. Um, so yeah, so it's on the 3rd to the 4th of October at Manchester Central, and the website is um, livewellmanchester.com, um, and we'll be putting tickets live um, now. When do tickets will be going live, actually, when um, we're at um, the London Festival. So when you're hearing this podcast, tickets will already be live and there'll be a special early bird rate. So get in quick because you'll be able to get a nice rate and a nice price. Um, so yes. Great. I'm so excited. Sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> Every, I want it all. That all sounds amazing. <laughs> and yeah, totally agree about the sound baths and the gongs and oh. So it's so good to just try them if you've never tried them before because they really are quite amazing. Just really proper, proper escapism. So these are the quick round questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast as put yourself first is all about empowering women to put themselves first and achieve their goals. Question number one is what is your go-to self-care ritual? Running, definitely running, which might be some people's worst nightmare, but um, for me, it just gives me that time on my own. That fresh air is really, really important part of it too. Um, and then having felt afterwards that I've done something that might make me a little bit more toned is always an added bonus. And then lets me afterwards go and have a nice big fat glass of red wine and a nice steak because I know I've been for a run. <laughs> yeah, or a really nice hot bath with salt. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. And a few candles. I do like my candles. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm a bit of a candle fiend, I have to say. <laughs> Getting a lovely candle with a lovely smell. I, I spend a fortune on them as well, I have to say. But um, yeah. it's nothing better than having my candles on in my lounge, sitting back. I just uh, relax. Second question is, what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently? Well, this is going to sound a bit cheesy, but it's doing this job. Because sometimes I have to sit back and remind myself, how the hell am I founder and MD of my own company? So every day I kind of, I'll come up with a question that I'll think, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. And then I'll find out and then it will be fine and then we'll do it. So it, it's this job and running this company is I'm out of my comfort zone all the time. Great stuff. I love that. I would say a lot of, a lot of other entrepreneurs and business owners say that as well. I might be out of my comfort zone, but I am so much happier. So, so much happier than when I was doing my job before working for other people. I had been doing it for a long time and I was, yeah, I just, I don't regret it for a minute third question is what are your 2020 goals i know we're almost into march which is good but what are you working on this year both personally and professionally personally is um to keep my physical activity going because as i said it's been a bit up and down up and down and more recently it's been really really good but it's very quick it's very easy to get into a habit and very easy to get out of a habit and actually I've, i've read and heard so much about habits and how forming good habits is you know makes such a difference and I I really want to make sure I don't get out of the habit of looking after myself physically because it helps me massively mentally um so I think that's one the other one which is going to be a bit contradictory to what I've just been saying about the work-life balance (laughs) but just to keep reminding myself that I need to try and, and maintain that to the level that I'm doing and you know my kids are happy they're very confident kids um they love their school but just not forgetting the importance of you know making sure they're as important as, as the job I'm doing and, and things like that you know I probably won't get the perfect work like the life balance as I said but just still keeping that in my mind I think yeah. um business wise um I think Obviously, it's the first year for us for Manchester, so making that as successful as London is um, is really, really important. Keeping all the all the ethos behind why we develop these events in the first place there, so that they're inclusive, they're for everyone, they're experiential, um, and that they're a safe place where people can come because it's experts who are there talking. So I think making, delivering, obviously, London, which um, is... is next week and then making sure that we bring everything that that we have at London up to Manchester and making it as successful as possible so um that's what I'm working on great stuff and do you have a resource that you love that is a go-to for you book podcast person blog like anything that is a go-to for you to support you gosh it's really difficult because I'm hearing things all the time because of the nature of my work um, I will see something on social media, I'll see a blog by, by somebody or hear from one of our ambassadors. I mean, I think that the ambassador that I told you about, Sylvia Mack, I, I follow her a lot and listen to her because you kind of think if a, if a lady like that who's had all those things happen to her can be so positive. I've never met anyone who smiles. I've never seen her not smile. Um, and I just find it really um, 
inspirational just listening to her and, and hearing her really I think in terms of a book or anything like that one of my very lovely friends bought me the Charlie I don't know how you pronounce it Maxi Maxi book the boy the mole the fox and the horse you know of that no, an artist, and he draws these amazing um, pictures with phrases. Um, he's, he's quite famous. If you look him up, you'll probably remember. But he um, has all these lovely pictures with these amazing quotes. Um, and it just, again, puts things into perspective. There's always a quote for pretty much anything. And it's just very inspirational. I have it by my bed and I just open it every so often and just read, the different, read through it. And um, I find that quite an inspirational book. Finally, last but not least, can you just remind everyone again where they can go to get tickets, where you are on social media, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so our social media handle is at Live Well Events. Um, so go there and that will have everything about London and Manchester. Um, the uh, website again for the Manchester Festival is www.livewellmanchester.com. And if you're interested in London, it's the same livewelllondon.com amazing thanks so much for chatting with me sam i've loved this conversation oh thank you it's a pleasure and, and thank you for inviting me thank you for tuning in to put yourself first today if you resonated with this episode don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one and please consider leaving a rating and review in apple podcasts and if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today why not message her now with the link to keep up with me, access more free resources, find out more about one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, or to just drop by and say hi, find me at cat underscore horrocks on Instagram or head to cathorrocks.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to put yourself first.